What's up, Doc? Well, what do you think? The government. Haven't you seen this reshuffle? Nadine Doris is the new culture minister and apparently all future TV shows have to show their Britishness. Look, I know it seems bad, but hear me out. This could be the big break Brexit benefit that we've been waiting for. No, do go on. I would love to hear how you found a silver lining for this one. As usual, they've made a jingoistic policy on the hoof, full of wishy-washy phrases with no real purpose other than continuing their culture war distraction from Brexit, right? Right. But Britishness hasn't been defined. We immediately think Benny Hill carry-on films. No one wants that. It's already been done and bombed. So? So, commissioning editors won't have a clue what's going to fill the Britishness brief. They'll be so desperate for content that fits whatever new mental rules Dorries writes that they'll have to commission loads of stuff just in case. All we have to do is make an episode that is British to the core and we'll be swimming in Netflix money in no time. Mole, are you selling out? No, it's, it's, it's just selling. Selling the thing that we currently give away for free. Plus, you know, TV. Not just a cheeky little podcast. Can't we dream? Can't we grow our ambitions too? Can't we call it levelling up? Not if it means punching down, dude. Come on. We can't stop the fight now. We've got to get rid of these Tory bastards. That's the priority. <sighs> yeah, you're right. I mean, of course you're right. It's not about fame and fortune for you, me and Chrissy. It's about holding the Tories to account, restoring democracy with a smile. Good lad. We shall mock them on the beaches. Right. I have in my hand a piece of paper with a script on it pointing out Boris Johnson is a c***. <laughs> yes. This podcast is not for turning. <laughs> right, that's the spirit. Onward to victory. Glory will follow if we stick to our guns. Hey, wait a minute. Oh, I see what you're doing. What? You're using the patriotic trickery on me. Don't try to dupe a hypnotist, dude. I don't know what you mean. I mean it. Snap out of this and get on me writing a new show properly. Fine. Fine. All right. Okay then. Right, I'm off to do a gig. I'll see you later. All right, whatever. Look, I'll just write one sketch and it'll get it out of my system. It's not like you'll notice the subtext if I make it subtle enough. Give them what they want. Right? See that volcano still going off near where you went on holiday last week? I told you not to flush those toilets. <laughs> Whoa! What's up? Why are we in bed together? 
Eh? Why are we sharing a bed? What, this bed, you mean? Yeah, this bed. Well, we've got to bring more traditional Britishness into the show to please Nadine Dorries, haven't we? So I thought we'd do an homage to the Morecambe and Wise bedroom format. I mean, you can't get more British comedy than Morecambe and Wise, can you? I suppose not, no. Still, consent, Mole. You know, you could have asked. Consent? This is a 1970s comedy we're going for here. Uh, yeah, I see what you mean. Well, nevertheless, I mean, aren't the right-wing culture warriors going to be all over us if we have a sketch of us in bed together? Ah, fuck them. I don't think they'll like that either. No, seriously, I'm not censoring an idea to appease homophobes. Oh, well, that's good to hear. I was worried that you were selling out earlier. <laughs> I thought you might be doing it with this as well, you know, just for the money. Mm, that's a point. Hey, what's going on? Hi, Chrissy. We're just working out a new sketch. Oh, no, you don't. What? We don't sell out our gay listenership by making this some weird menage a trois of tomfoolery just for a few cheap laughs from the gammons. Menage or what? What are we doing in this skit? Look, it's nothing like that. Doc, you are overreacting. You don't even know where the sketch is going yet. Well, where is it going? Um, well, maybe it can be a commentary about food shortages and we do the famous grapefruit bit, only we don't have any grapefruits. What would we squeeze instead? Ow! Get off! Or maybe take on the Andre Previn scene, only with Boris Johnson. I'm making all the right decisions, but but not necessarily in the right order. Well, we don't need to all be in bed together for that. I don't know. It is Boris Johnson. Can we vote on it? Sure. Hands up if you don't want this to be a bed-based sketch. OK, that's two votes. And against... 1,574. Eh? How did you get to that number? Well, I included the affiliate votes from the Comedy Podcast Union. That's not fair. Welcome to British democracy. Mole, I think you're trying too hard. We're dancing to their tune by trying to incorporate this British stuff. Just let us be. But I could get Chrissy to play Angela Rippon. Ooh! No, that's too dated a reference. Uh, no, she needs to be Angela Rayner. Oh. Besides, we're wasting too much time on this while the Tories are getting away with murder. Fine. We'll do the headlines then. Fine. At least you can't mess about with them and all this Britishness malarkey. Does that mean I can change out of this Shirley Bassey dress now? Goldfinger! Good evening. I'm Tommy Truthteller. And I'm Patricia Patriot. This is Britain's greatest news channel. Welcome to BG News. Ha ha ha! News from around the world! Here are your headlines. In response to the ongoing energy crisis, Jacob Rees-Mogg has announced that all speeches given in Parliament by Conservative MPs are to be extended by 10 minutes in order to increase our output of hot air. The long rambling speech by the Leader of the House described the need for self-sufficiency and how that could be powered by elevated levels of self-importance. Environmental activists have expressed concern at the effect of increased bullshit emissions on the rest of the planet. Keir Starmer has pitched his idea regarding party elections to the Labour Party conference delegation as being rock and roll. 
He said, in terms of votes, it's one for the money. Oh, that's it. A tabloid newspaper reports that a rare medical condition has left a man ejaculating from his anus and defecating from his penis. Regardless, the affected man said he still wouldn't wipe his dick with the Sun or the Daily Mail. We now go live to the Conservative Party conference for a speech by Boris Johnson. Hello, Manchester! Hello, yes, good to be back on the road again. Do a few gigs, you know, get past all the Covid malarkey. Not that we did anything about it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, lovely to be out talking to to um, people again. Right, let's tell a few jokes. Um, my Brexit benefits package is so fat, even I wouldn't have sex with it. Um, maybe we should do some more karaoke. Why don't you build back better? Buttercup, baby. Um, oh, blimey, maybe I should have written something for this speech. Um, hmm. Tally-ho, well, too late now. Let's roll out the old crowd-pleasers. Get Gove out here doing the okie-cokie. Ha, 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 news from around the world. A technical issue at a West London TV studio caused an outage of a number of mainstream TV channels on Saturday night. Ofcom has received record complaints from viewers expressing their horror at having to have actual conversations with their families during the primetime slot. In an embarrassing U-turn, the government is to grant thousands of temporary visas to foreign HGV drivers in order to solve the food and petrol shortage crisis. Designed by Priti Patel, the visas are expected to be printed on an ankle bracelet that gives the wearer an electric shock every hour before telling them to go home and exploding on Christmas Eve. Dutch and German police have broken up a criminal gang involved in making video tutorials on how to bomb cash machines after one of its members blew himself up in the process. Authorities believe he pulled out the wrong pin. And those were your headlines. Ha, 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 news from around the world. From everyone at BG News, before we all jump ship, good night. Finally, the wait is over. Could be. Who knows? Brexit's due any day. Is it good? Who can say? Me, I suppose. Five years in the making and still the cast is being decided. I want to be in the cabinet, taking a fee in the cabinet. Everything's free in the cabinet. Forrest put me in the cabinet. Featuring apparently Keir Starmer as the leader of a rival gang. When you're the left, you're in it all the way From your first Brexit test to secure nurses' pay When you're the left, you defeat your own plan You just give them a line every chance
chance that you can. We won't win alone. The message ain't connected. Fight on our own. Solve the disaffected. We're well protected. From the makers of Austerity and Food Bank Dependence Day comes a story of betrayal and treason that's nominated for a raft of public inquiries. Officer Pretty, you're really insane. You never point a gumboat at a family in pain. They ain't no delinquents, they're just refugees. Risking their lives on open seas. Open seas, open seas, open seas, on the open seas. Risking their lives on open seas. With all the benefits going to one man. Most beautiful word I ever heard. Career, 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 career. All the sick and the old that I called from the herd. For my career, 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 career. My career. I just sold you out for my career! And suddenly the game will never be the same again! Starring Boris Johnson in Brexnide Tory, showing his true colours in Parliament now. Profit for me in the cabin! <laughs> Welcome to the Great British Trade-Off with me, David Dickinson, on the hunt for some natural treasures. Our contestant today has been trying her hand in the trade business recently and has just become the Foreign Secretary. Give a warm hand to Liz Truss. David, hello. It's wonderful to be here. Well, Liz, you are very welcome. <laughs> That makes a change. <laughs> so, just to give the folks at home a bit of background, I hear you've become somewhat of an expert on pork markets. An expert? Who are you calling an expert? Are you trying to get me fired? Oh, oh no offence, Lizzie dear. I was just trying to get a feel for your expertise. Boris tried that too. You keep your hands to yourself. OK, <laughs> moving on. What sort of bargains are you looking at for today? Well, we could do with a bit of petrol, and filling the shelves wouldn't go amiss. So it's foot to the floor before the country breaks. <laughs> you're so cheeky, David. I'm just trying to offset the brave face that you're putting on through the tough challenge ahead. The question is, is it still your job to be doing that sort of thing? Given that I'm going to be dressing round the globe all the time, now trying to convince everyone we haven't gone completely mad by doing a breakfast, I think it would be a great opportunity to shout about global Britain and all the fabulous ways we can get involved in whatever's going on in the world. <laughs> like stealing submarine contracts from the French! To be fair, we've only sold the idea of submarines to Australia. They don't actually exist yet. Oh, like the Brexit benefits? Yes. 
just like that. N- no, wait. On with the show now, Liz. The first thing I'm going to ask you to do is... Uh, Liz? Liz? Where's she gone? Hello? Hi, David. It's Liz again. Soft, but I had to dash. Apparently, I might be able to schmooze old Bolsonaro for some turkeys. If we could just stop talking about Covid, human rights and climate change. I mean, come on. What a deal. We're all bored of that global warming stuff. And it's not like we're using the human rights legislation. Well, folks, it looks like the end of the show and possibly the end of us all. Instead of a bargain hunt, we're just going to get another massive Tory While we're all scrambling in a feverish despair, you'll be retired just sitting there, trying to remember that girl with the black hair, the one who provided your social care. Where is she? Where? Decrying the desperate coming here from abroad, while safe in a house that your kids can't afford, chanting with triumph for own goals you've scored, Fictions or facts that you think you've explored. Well, this is awkward. Here comes the tax rises, just like we said. Bodies piled high as we rack up the dead. A shortage of drivers, now the foreign ones fled. No change from a fiver for milk, cheese and bread. Now, has it sunk into that thick racist head? Nowhere to run to, nowhere to hide. Pandora's box with Schrodinger inside Defiantly opening it up with such pride You danced to the tune the Pied Piper pied And trampled the future of all nationwide Good evening, Grapple fans. Welcome to Prime Minister's Wrestling Time. Wow, what a main event we have for you here tonight. The leader of the opposition, the legislature boy himself, Keir Starmer, will challenge the reigning chump, Boris the Butcher Johnson, for the title. My name is Andrew Spar, and with me at the commentary table tonight is my regular co-host, Robert Fiston. Robert Does it get any better than this? I can't answer that, Andrew, but I can tell you what we have seen lately is that things can get much, much worse. Now, earlier today, we saw the tag team partners of these two fighters go head-to-head for a no-holds-barred tussle at the dispatch box, and we got an explosive encounter. It may not have been as deadly as the mess he left behind in Afghanistan, but the big low, Dominic Raab, got his heart handed to him by Angela the Pain Rainer in a dramatic fashion, and it's amazing that he's still standing. If we compare their stats, we really see a tale of the red tape with both fighters vulnerable to rule violations and questionable mandates from their fans. No doubt what should be a technical masterclass is in fact going to be a bloodbath. Let's go over now to our ring announcer, Mr Mouth and Megaphone himself, Piers Moron. Ladies and gentlemen, 
Tonight's bout will be over three rounds, with the winner being decided by an outdated first-past-the-post countout. No matter how many times the other guy has him pinned or has tapped out from his duties. Our referee for the evening is Lindsay Hoyle. This is a political circus, so without further ado, let's get ready to rumble! First of all, the challenger. Weighing in with his dry statistics and support for government policies, Keir Embrace Project Fear Starmer. And facing him, he is the champion, the prime monster, the giant haystack of incompetence himself, Boris the Butcher Johnson. Right, gentlemen. I want a good, clean discussion. No blows below the belt or accountability for telling direct lies to the electorate. Go to your benches and come out shouting when I ring the bell. Well, Robert, the atmosphere is electric in here tonight and not just due to the exposed wires around this creaking parliament building. That's right, Andrew. Everyone is waiting to see these two big beasts actually do something. And we're underway, and underwhelmed, as Boris comes stumbling from his bench, obviously drunk, trips and headbutts Lindsay Hoyle, knocking him out. The PM is frantically apologising and mumbling something about unintended consequences, but Keir can see an opening and moves in on the attack. Starmer launching a vicious attack, raining down punches. Yeah, but unfortunately, he seems to be targeting his own groin and is brutally punching himself in the bollocks. Starmer pulling back, saying he regretted that approach, and Boris swiftly moves in with a cheeky jab and pulling off the mask of his Captain Hindsight costume. Boris sliding out of the ring now to change his outfit, pulling on his high-vis and a hard hat before coughing in the face of some pensioners in the audience front row. That hard hat has Get Brexit Done written across it, and Johnson now back in the ring and nutting Starmer into agreement. Starmer's looking wobbly. He can't believe such a weak opponent is giving him trouble. Yes, he really seems to be struggling to connect with the crowd too and rally support for himself. Johnson has applied his triple lock pensions move, but undoes it himself to the anger of his base support. We can only assume that Chump is running out of fuel and needs to do something to build his reserves for his tax cut special move later on. You could be right, Andrew, but it is a high-risk manoeuvre. Starmer looks like he's moving into attack but seems to support the PM's struggling motion at the last second. I really don't understand how he keeps missing these chances for a principled attack. You have to think he has a long game plan, but right now it looks like incompetence. He's never going to find firm ground if he keeps putting his feet in his mouth and sitting in the Tory's pocket. And that's the end of the first round. Starmer goes back to his corner for a conference with his team. Astonishingly, while he's trying to regain his composure, his corner is strategically placing knives in his back. I must admit, I was expecting them to offer him words of advice and support rather than heckling during his reflection on the life of his dead mother. But it's not the first time we've seen this tactic from the left. They're back at it, Andrew, and finally they're exchanging blows. It may just be me, but I'm always disappointed when I see these two meet without their masks. 
Public safety is a secondary concern to power and control for these two. You have to remember, it's one rule for them and another for us. Lindsay Hoyle back on his feet, but he looks like he's picked up a nasty injury. Nevertheless, he turns his blind eye towards Johnson and the fight continues. Johnson swinging from the ring, poles now, and throwing PPE contracts out to the crowd in the VIP section. But the rest of the audience pays no attention. Starmer applies some logic and gets a rumph and poo-pooed from the Tory backbenches. Angela Rayner making a surprise appearance and providing Keir with the distraction from his poor performance so far by shouting scum loudly for the crowd to hear and the reaction is completely overblown. Johnson trips over the bodies piled high around him and Starmer moves in to pin him. One, two, Johnson kicks out. He's up again and immediately trips over an empty jerry can. Starmer pins again. And again, Johnson kicks out. Starmer smashes an empty supermarket shelf over Johnson's head and the chump is down again. Unbelievable. Johnson escapes once more. Starmer can't believe it. He slumps to his knees. Johnson drags a large fridge from under the ring and hides in it. Starmer's banging on the door chanting, make Brexit work despite the boos from the majority of the crowd. Whoa, Andrew, I can't believe it. The fight has been ruled no contest and the pitiful, weak and cowardly champion remains in charge. And as you can hear, the crowd are not happy. They're still in their seats for now, but security is moving in rapidly as they can sense things are about to turn ugly. Well, well, we can't have any of that on TV. We don't want everyone to know that this is all fake and prearranged just to keep the masses entertained and paying their entrance fees. So to all the folks at home, thanks for watching and not doing anything about it. We'll see you all for the same shit shows next time, next week. Good night. The Strange Mole Show is written by The Holy Mole and performed alongside Chris Doc Strange and Chrissy Grek. Find us on Twitter at Strange Mole Show or find us on your podcast player of choice. shit.